Welcome to Mastery in the Making, a fresh new podcast by Le Cordon Bleu Australia. Join us as we deep dive into the minds of industry experts, entrepreneurs, and the voices of Le Cordon Bleu, the world's leading education provider in culinary arts and hospitality management. From expert lecturers to our incredible students and alumni, we'll uncover the secrets, stories, and skills that make this industry a world of endless possibilities. So, if you're a seasoned chef, aspiring hotelier, or simply want to keep your finger on the pulse, consider this your ultimate guide to culinary and business innovation. I'm your host, Stephanie Valudos, and welcome to Mastery in the Making. We've got something a little sweet for you today, and no, sadly, it's not cake, but she comes in the form of a much-loved Le Cordon Bleu patisserie lecturer. Jenny Key has been imparting her knowledge onto future patissiers at our Adelaide campus for eight years. And with more than three decades of experience under her belt, we are going to pick her brain on all things patisserie. Hello, Jenny, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. So before we dig in, you've been a lecturer with us for eight years. What were you doing before that? list of many things. Obviously, I've been through my career mainly in hotels. So I'm working in commercial kitchens, you know, just producing bread, cake and pastry of all all sizes and shapes, then moved through that into my own business. So I've had a a few businesses. I had with my ex-husband a a Greek restaurant, which doesn't really show show me at all. (laughs) Not Greek and not into cuisine, but um, yeah, we had a Greek restaurant for a while, Uh, a cafe, but I guess my best claim to fame is my beautiful little patisserie that I had for almost 10 years at Grange. It was called Bittersweet. And it was because we did these amazing, sweet, beautiful treats. But it's very, very hard work, you know. So the work is the bitter part and the sweet is the reward. So done a lot of competition as well. So my, my life has been very full of cake and pastry. Yeah. For a very long time. Yeah, beautiful. So, yeah. Um, just on that, competitions globally, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you've done quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know why I ever started. I think just to better myself, you know, to see how to push myself. But as a as a young person, I did the, the typical Australian ones. There's one called World Skills and then there's Bake Skills and a couple of other just national ones around. And they're all on my own back, just, just me competing. And then I moved into the international arena just by chance with an Australian team, with the Australian Culinary Federation. And we, uh, I guess the biggest one we did was the Culinary Olympics. And you think of the Olympics as all the sporting athletes, Mm. but to see a sea of chefs, you know, the hats and the white jackets and thousands and thousands of chefs all together. It's just mind-blowing that, you know, that actually happens and people don't even know. But that was in a little place called Erfurt in Germany. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens in Germany every four years, the Culinary Olympics. And we won a couple of gold medals and some silvers and some bronze. Cool. Um, what sorts of things did you have to make or showcase to, to get those awards? Mm, so there's two types of competitions with the Culinary Olympics and most competitions, uh, like a cold table, so stuff that's just static or you don't eat just to look at. So for me there's things like chocolate showpiece and little mm. tiny petty fours with the beautiful little garnishes. Uh, so that's one side of it. And the other side is what they call a hot kitchen. So they actually cook. They cook for 120 people, I think it was. So that's all organised by the associations. 
and we had as a team of chefs, so there was four other cuisine chefs and then me as a pastry chef, so to cook a meal, a three-course meal for 120 people wow. in three or four hours. Wow. So, yeah, so just getting that beautiful little dessert to, to complement everything and getting it done on time and hygiene is obviously a huge thing, so trying to stay clean, which isn't my biggest aspect, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just, you know, being the best that you can be in those circumstances yeah. and just putting out some really beautiful desserts yeah. for me. Wow. Yeah, wow. So that was previous to um, teaching at Le Cordon Bleu, but let's Correct. take it back a little bit. How did your love for patisserie begin? Mm, it just sort of fell on me, really. I had no idea what I wanted to do as a young person, but mum always tells me that I was always in the kitchen. I used to have this little recipe book as a kid, you know, standing on a stool at the kitchen bench and... Uh, always baking and she got a photo of me watching in the oven you know just watching <laughs> things rise in the oven as a little person and photos of me under the table having tea parties oh. you know me myself and I little yeah. tea party um so I've always loved that that food and um indulging yourself in sweet stuff but uh what I did was just a three-day course at school uh fell in love with it as soon mm-hmm. as I've touched bread dough and you know pastry and it's like I love this this you is what I want to do it was, yeah yep. your mm-hmm. calling in life yep. beautiful so yeah just went on from there and in Australia obviously well, all over the world we do an apprenticeship so I did a four-year apprenticeship in the Grand at Glenelg as a five-star hotel back in the day and um yeah just kept on keeping on and I would never ever do anything different you know and yeah. you, you hear people say that 50 or they still don't know what they want to do with their life. Mm. Well, I've, I've found it so early yeah. and I'm so grateful for that because yeah. I love every minute of it. I really, oh, really do. that's lovely. Yeah. And now you're teaching <laughs> our yep. students, our mm-hmm. up-and-coming yep. culinary professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been doing that for eight years. What would you say your favourite thing about the job is? Oh, so many things. You know, I just love being in the kitchen. You know, part of my job, obviously, we have to organise assessments and stuff like that. So it's a little bit of office time, but I don't like the office. Mm-hmm. I like to be in the kitchen using and Hands creating. On. And I think it's the artistic flair, you know, that you get to put your own little touch and create things from nothing. Like you've got these three tubs of flour, sugar and butter and eggs in the fridge and you come up with this amazing, beautiful, shiny dessert and one of the other things that I love is just the expression on people's faces when they see them and when they eat them because they're just amazing. It blows people's minds. Mm. Some of the simple things that you do, you know, just like a, a smooth meringue that you torch, it gets that caramel, it gets the smooth, mm. it gets the sweet, just so many little things that yeah. it's just I, I love about it. Yeah. You know? Talk us through, so Cert 3, Cert 4, Advanced Diploma, what are the sorts of things that our students get to make throughout those crucial periods mm. of their study? Yep. So obviously we get them fresh, fresh off the off the boat. Some of them, you know, never washed pots or pans in their life. So we've got to go through all that hygiene mm. and uh, maintaining equipment and all that basic stuff to start with. So they're all our fundamentals. But then we move into, you know, a basic cake. So uh, what they call them in France is gâteau de voyage. So they're cakes to travel. So, but we in Australia, a little pound cake or a fruit cake, you know, just a nice little solid cake. So little things like how do we cream butter and sugar and what's the perfect temperature and why does it do this and how does it rise in the oven so all those basic things with cakes um and they go on to to do sponges and stuff like what we call a jaconde and a a genoese and all those sorts of different types of sponges that are around obviously there's pastry so we've got sweet paste and savory short crust and stuff like that to make a million different products and we've got all our vineries so your danish and your croissants mm. very traditional mm-hmm. um 
French viol croissants. A lot of them, like, I've been waiting to make croissants for so long. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And then we move into things like entremets, so more layered gateaus with the beautiful shiny glazes mm-hmm. and there's chocolate, one of my favourites. Mm. So we use and explore chocolate as a whole, so coverture chocolate, so the the real deal chocolate, mm. um, how to temper it, uh, how it works, you know, how to keep it shiny, released from a mould and all that mm-hmm. sort of things. And, yeah, lots of other things along the way, but we always start with the basics and work mm-hmm. up in our three-month for Cert 3, work up to, you know, some pretty amazing entremets. And one of their final assessments is to design their own entremet, so the flavours and the layers. Mm. So using all the things that they've learned over the last six months to to design their own little cake and pretty amazing what they come up with sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah. what they've learnt. And then we move on to Cert 4 I and mean, then all the fun stuff starts, so sugar showpiece and chocolate showpiece and making these amazing great structures that, you know, stand up and hold and shiny and beautiful and colours and flare and... Too um, good to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone says, can you eat them? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you can, but you probably wouldn't want to. Yeah, all that work. Yeah. I imagine. How yeah. many hours would you say it takes for the students to create those amazing showpieces? So we spend five days wow. um, creating a showpiece with five-hour lessons, so it's 25 hours. Wow. But that's learning everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously once they've got those skills under their belt, maybe one or two days they could one up in yep. so amazing yeah. mm, it's amazing. pretty cool yeah yep. and it sounds like they learn a lot of the science behind things as well mm. so it's not like your traditional patisserie course where you're just gonna come cook no. and that's it you really understanding the mm. whys yep. of like why does this happen mm. how can I fix it if if something goes wrong mm. and that kind yep. of thing as well that's the most important thing I think about our job is the troubleshooting because nothing ever comes out perfect all the time mm-hmm. and we have to understand how we can fix it. And so if we make it next time, because, you know, it doesn't happen again, but um, all of those fundamentals and and you think sugar, what does sugar do? Well, sugar does about six things in a cake, um, not just the one beautiful sweetness that we love. It does so many different things. And it's really important for our students to be able to understand that so mm-hmm. they can grow as, mm-hmm. as pastry chefs. Mm-hmm. One thing about my job is... I interview a lot of students and alumni along the way, some who have only just started out in industry and mm. some who might have worked 10 years and really made their mark on the industry. Yeah. And the one question I always like to ask is what was your favourite thing about studying at Le Cordon Bleu? Mm. And probably 95% <laughs> of the answers is the lecturers. Oh, really? The lecturers yeah. are their absolute, mm. like, favourite thing, um, obviously, with a wealth of knowledge. Mm. So is there a standout moment for you or something really nice that a student has said to you that sticks in your mind to this day? You know, they always say nice things. They're always very grateful and appreciative of everything that we do, which is amazing because, you know, sometimes you don't get that from people. But even just last semester, we had a we have got to had a few cert three guys come through and they saw me in the corridor and it's like oh I saw you on a video chef that glaze was amazing it's like I don't remember which video it was but thank you <laughs> and it's like oh we came to Adelaide because you know we saw your video and we wanted to come and learn from you Aww. and you know that's just amazing when someone wants to 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 follow you somewhere yeah, absorb all your knowledge because that they've you've seen learnt. something it's like I hope I don't disappoint you but um, <laughs> yeah but no they're just excited to see yeah. you on a day and um you know to be better themselves mm-hmm. and to copy you and mimic you and it's like 
that's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And have you ever gone out to a restaurant or to a cafe and and recognised one of your students? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, because Adelaide's not a very big place, so <laughs> everywhere you go, there's another one. Yeah. And they always remember you. And oh. I'm, I have trouble with names, so I feel terrible when I don't remember their names sometimes. But they're like, oh, Chef Jenny, Chef Jenny, how are you? And they'll bring you a complimentary coffee or oh, whatever. So, yeah. But, yeah, they always, and even just walking down the street, it's so nice to see them outside of the college and doing well and happy and yeah yeah have you had any students who have opened their own patisseries yes but none that I can remember the names of (laughs) Um, but I'm pretty sure there's three or four in Adelaide wow Um, just little little patisseries just doing daytime stuff and but yeah lots of lots of students go on to do amazing things amazing things we've got a alumni uh, Gunawan, if you've mm-hmm. heard his yes. name before. Yeah. yeah, so he's in Indonesia at the moment doing amazing things mm. over there and he's been really big at pushing the brand as mm-hmm. well. So um, he's done some some great stuff. Another one of my favourites, Hoi Nguyen, he's done amazing things. So I always say it's lovely to see your student be better than you. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has. He's very intelligent and he reads a lot and he understands a lot of um, fundamentals and He's currently with the Foodland brand at the moment, mm. so a head head patissier in Foodland, trying to yeah. bring all those supermarkets up to, to some nice products. Yeah, so, cool. Um, but yeah, and hotels—they always seem mm-hmm. to to go back to the hotels, and you go in for a coffee or a, a drink, and there's oh, there's another one. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah um, how would you say our patisserie program differs from others that are out there? Uh, I think Le Cordon Bleu, uh, being the brand that it is, you know, that we're passionate and we uh, always like to to do the best that we can. Whereas some some other programs don't don't offer that passion and that love. Whereas I mean, support crew from um, admin and all the the people that are around us in the school, um, it's just an amazing place to be. So it it offers that support, that family, that especially, you know, the lecturers, we get to know the kids really well and um, we they become like family. So it offers all that as well. But in the programs that we offer too, they're very French. So I guess we don't get that in other programs. So we try to, you know, focus on all the traditional French products, the croquembouche and the baguette and the croissant and really try to push that into the, the program as well. So mm. it is its own, its own little beast. Yes. Um, <laughs> very different from anything else. And, yeah. Uh, a very a very good program. Yeah. Mm. What um, sorts of placements do you find your students going into? Like what, what are the types of like cafes and, and patisseries that they end up in? So there's a lot of different, you know, types. So as if we talked about a bakery, uh, more cupcakes and um, icing buns and stuff like that, as opposed to the high end of a hotel with petty fours and chocolate work. And, and we really try to place the students where we think they'll succeed mm-hmm. you don't want to put someone who's not good with chocolate in a in a hotel of course, so yeah. trying to place them in places like that but again there's not too many Adelaide tends to suffer a little bit with finding placements whereas obviously Sydney and Melbourne have a lot more places to go mm-hmm. but it's normally the hotels we find them going to the the function centers like Adelaide Oval mm-hmm. places that have have big capacity just so those kids can get hands-on and 
constantly working and learning. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had any students um, decide to go over to Paris? Because I know that is an option for our Mm. students to go overseas and do their work placements. Um, Not that I know of, but I know a few of them have been back to Indonesia and done Mm -hmm. placement there or back to China and and done their placements in their home countries, which is really amazing too because... It's so different than, mm-hmm. than Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Um, but even a lot of them just go to Sydney and Melbourne as well to do their placements and end up staying there. They'll find a, a job. And, yeah. I guess um, that's the beauty of the industry. You yeah. can, you know, do your training one place, mm-hmm. end up doing your placement in another yeah. and even working in another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Everywhere you go, you learn something new. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Beautiful. What's the one word of advice that you would give to someone who has a real passion for patisserie and they Mm. just don't know what the next step is for them? You've got to try it. I guess you've just got to jump in and and give it a go. Sometimes a six-month course might be a little bit along just to see how it's going to go. But um, if you've got the passion, you know, you've obviously got the love for it and it's going to come out good in the end. So you've just got to get that experience and the knowledge under your belt and mm-hmm. study, study. Yeah. yeah. What's the one thing that you wish you knew before you even delved into the industry mm. professionally? Is there one thing that you, you wish you thought you knew? Mm. Only bad things. <laughs> <laughs> like how hard it is and, and how mean some chefs can be. And, you know, it's really, really tough industry. It yeah. really is. And You have um, to really have that passion yeah. and commitment yeah. behind mm-hmm. you. Yep. But no, I mean, there's so, so much amazing stuff about it as well, about being in the kitchen and the mm-hmm. vibe in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just like your family, you know. Um, yeah. But. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you, Jenny, for inspiring the hundreds of students that come through our doors every year. We know you're a true asset to Le Cordon Bleu mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be the institute it is without you. So mm-hmm. thank you. Jeez, thank you very much for Thanks. having me. No, our pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mastery in the Making. If you found this discussion interesting and inspiring, don't forget to share, subscribe or tell a friend. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.